Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm hiding from my rabble in my home with schools off today. <laughs> of course. Yes. Well, feel free to get them to join in or is that oh, not a good idea? I wouldn't extend an olive branch to my lot, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Oh, um, I'm sure. Yes, you've got your hands full. Uh, three at home. Everybody's mm. at home. Oh, my goodness. But that's all right. Um, I'm getting there. And today we're going to be talking about something which has no relevance to any of us, actually. Um, was, it might seem a bit random. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. what. Okay, so what are we talking about today? And I was wondering, where on earth did that come from? All right, we're talking about buckets. Sure, sure. Buckets. Is it because it's raining and, and maybe people need to sort of, you know, if, if it's dripping from the ceiling, people need buckets around the house? I don't know. What's the connection? I admire, I really admire you trying to find a reason for this. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about buckets? Actually, though, Noreen, because I have in the boot of my car two collapsible buckets. Have you ever seen those before? Uh, yeah, I've always wanted them. H- how is it working out for you? So so for some of our listeners who... <laughs> sorry, I sound overexcited. I'm familiar yeah. with a collapsible bucket. <laughs> they are. They look so cool. So so tell us about the, the, the concept. Okay, and... so just the concept. It's, it's a bucket. I'm, I'm hoping that everyone who's listening is aware of what a bucket is. And these ones are made like the middle part is like a soft sort of silicony plastic that collapses so the bucket folds flat and then you pop it open so it saves space, right? Amazing, amazing. Yes. And these are, I have two in the boot of my car and I remember when I bought them and my husband said, why do you need those? And I said, wow, can you really not think of the millions of ways you might need a bucket in the back of a car? And he's like, no. And I find that really ironic because maybe to you, Noreen, as another mother, I'm sure you can think of a million different ways you might need an emergency bucket in the back of a car. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, for obvious reasons, you can use it to hold water to wash things. Or if you're going to a picnic, you can use it to, like, hold stuff. Okay, that's two. Because I'm also trying to think of more reasons I can convince Ah, my other half. So can you... Things so I've stored wet swimming costumes in it in the back of the car. Yes, We've yes. used it for emergency toilet breaks in the back of the car. Yes, um, yes. You know, just kind of, you'd be surprised the number of times, like, if we're collecting sand or stones or shells at the beach in the back of the car, an instant toy, right? So even if you're in a country park, the ability to put sticks in a bucket is endless entertainment. So I found a lot of uses for them. And I just kind of thought, like, it's so funny because um, recently uh, I had removed one from the car and had not put it back in the car and required it and was so disappointed it wasn't there. So I just realized I just wanted to pay homage to the bucket today because of what it's added to my life. (laughs) And also have a bit of a think about where it came from, because most people know what a bucket is. Yes, I, I, I hope so. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Do, do people use buckets in, in the household here? I mean, I know certainly I, I use a lot of buckets. I, mean, I use it for, for mopping. Uh, my grandma actually used it to collect rainwater as well. I don't, you know, and then to flush the toilet. It's very See? environmentally friendly, yeah. that, that lady. Yeah, there's like a bucket is a very useful thing. <laughs> yes, it's a very useful thing. And I, was, I wanted to think about like the history of the bucket because when you think about how many uses it has, it would have been pretty mind-blowing for someone to eventually have 
discovered a way to use one, right? Like, oh, here I could just hold things in this vessel. So I thought I'd look at it. So the word bucket itself, which is a great word, right? It's a fantastic word, bucket. Yes. Right? It's such a good word. Um, it's thought to originate from the old English word buck, which mean uh, B-U-C, meaning pitcher. So that's kind of like probably where it came from, right? I'm not sure if what other words are for bucket in different languages. What would be the Cantonese word for bucket? Uh, 水桶, like 桶, 桶. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool too. 桶. Yeah, it is. Good words. Um, so it's widely believed that the first depictions of a bucket were found in ancient Egypt, Egypt and Babylon with wall carvings dating back to 300 BC depicting priests and common men carrying buckets of holy water. They would then sprinkle this holy sprinkle this holy water with a pine cone. So that was what people were using them for originally. I feel like they could have used them for other things. Now the Greeks used buckets made of clay to serve and store wine, and the Romans uh, attributed with using handles on buckets. That's a pretty innovative addition there, also for wine. Um, but if we look at some of these earlier earlier originations, um, it, around 3200 BC, we see um, uh, the Pharaoh Nama with a servant carrying a bucket. And so we have all these different ideas of people kind of like, they were kind of items of religious significance, as I said, like sprinkling kind of holy water, anointing things. Um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York has a beautifully painted Greek terracotta bucket or a citula dating from 350 BC. And these buckets were used for, as I mentioned, decanting, cooling and serving wine. So that's kind of interesting. The museum also has a very rare one made of glass with silver handles, um, which is very unusual. Um, so, you know, a, like in the history of buckets, people have made them out of lots of different things as well, which is kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> The vigiles, which were modeled on the Alexandrian firefighters, so these were Roman firefighters, the vigiles, became known as the Little Bucket Fellows, <laughs> which is adorable, or the Bucket Brigades, the Little oh, Bucket Fellows. Bucket and they Brigade. Had oh. The Bucket Brigade. And the buckets these guys had in Rome were made of, um, were used, used rope and were sealed. And then you'd create these human bucket chains, which would be used by firefighters. And then it was that idea of like getting the water and then bringing the empty bucket back down and passing buckets along to put out fires, which is still a method we use today with rescuers, with earthquake victims and things like that. That system of like a human, a human chain of passing buckets down, right? We're all mm. familiar with that image. So that's really interesting. In northern European countries, buckets were made from metal, wood, and leather, and buckets were made by coopers. Um, so there's people who were who made buckets, and there was lots of things you could use them for, like collecting milk when you're milking a cow, or getting water out of a well, or you know, use going to the toilet in. Um, they were also used in war, like in terms of um, as catapults, um, as kind of a way of, they, they had this form of it's a disgusting concept, this idea of germ warfare, where people would use buckets and catapults and hurl waste or oh. dead and diseased human body parts or animals over the fortification walls of towns and castles and things. Oh. I think it was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, whoever thought of that was obviously quite inventive, but also quite sick in the mind yes. like, oh. <laughs> to be able to think that that's what we're going to do but that's something people used to use buckets for throwing gross things over big high walls to annoy their enemies um, and interestingly we also have this idea of like the galvanized the galvanized iron bucket you know what I mean the the metal shiny one oh, you know oh yeah. yes yes okay yeah 
So that was patented by someone called Stanislas Sorel in 1837. And it was this really sturdy and rust-proof galvanized bucket, which replaced what people were currently using at the time, which was leather and wooden buckets. And metal buckets with different compartments and removable cups started being manufactured to use as lunch containers as well. So I was like, that's so delightful. Like before, everyone just had to wrap their piece of dry bread in a tea towel or whatever as they went to work and now they can have a hot lunch well not maybe not a hot lunch but you know what I mean um, and then you have all these different sort of ideas of like how people are using buckets for different things right up until modern day when obviously we use kind of cheap and probably not as environmentally sustainable um, plastic buckets mm. which first became available in 1967 which for some reason in my mind seems very early but actually I feel like, yeah it does yeah it should be 1967 more, it should be yeah quite more, more recent i don't know something like that but um but yeah so it's it's quite interesting in that way but now there's other stories around this idea of the bucket so it actually had significance because it was for a time was a unit of measurement for volume so 100 liters would fit into a barrel 10 liters fitted into a bucket so one bucket was an accepted and recognized cubic measure until well into the 19th century. Um, and so it's kind of interesting in that way as well. So it's like, you know, it was like a, a form of currency. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a bucket of milk or, you know, but actually it meant something. Oh. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Now, um, later in the, um, in the 18th century, the bucket gained some really um, a, a gained quite a lot of importance. There was a man called Carl Theodore, who was the elector and count of South, who issued a decree in 1722. Now, this was in, I think, in Austria or Slovenia or Northern Italy. Sorry, probably Austria or Slovenia. And this is in 1722. He had a really good idea to the aim of preventing large fires, because obviously, once upon a time, people didn't live in sort of, you know, fire-retardant homes. We had like, you know, there was a lot of fires, right? So, he had this decree as the count. He said every household had to have a full bucket of water ready in case of a fire. Mm. And the name of the owner of the house had to be on the bucket too. And then in addition, each municipality had to provide a specific number of buckets based on the number of inhabitants. So anyone who wanted to get married or enter the count services, like, you know, to kind of like, you know, access public services at the time in 1722 in this particular place, first had to provide a bucket engraving his name and the year. As like a proof. Oh, wow. Yes. Isn't that kind of amazing that this is like, you know, like if you think it's like, like really primal kind of, um, not primal, rather like really ro rudimentary, that's rudimentary, the word I want. Yes. Rudimentary is a better word, um, of, of kind of like home safety, you know what I mean? Like where you'd want to tell a landlord, like, you know, you need to be in installing um, smoke detectors, right? But once upon a time, this guy was like, if you want to go away and have a family and let, use my services, you need to have a bucket full of water in your home with your name on it. Yeah, well, kind <laughs> of like the primitive version of the, the fire extinguisher, and that's really vital. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's kind of interesting that way as well so i thought that was quite an interesting story that you have this idea of um that you know the, the different kind of thing of, of of a bucket now um to go back again we were talking about this idea of like once upon a time in for example medieval europe um buckets being made from metal or wood and leather but <clears throat> wooden buckets were made by coopers um and I never, I just realized when you think about like different last names, like a Fletcher was someone who made 
uh, arrows. And I think if Thatcher was like, you know, the, the family name, people who did roofs, thatching, right? I never realized like a cooper was someone who, um, you know, uh, would make these sort of like vessels. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Yeah, because I know lots of people with the last name Cooper and I never knew that's where it came from. Um but yeah, so it's 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 quite a, uh, a fascinating idea. This idea of like being able to handle things, hold things, collect things—all the things that we use a bucket for today—but has been done for a really, really long time. Um, and that the fact that it's quite like a—I always think like a sloppy bucket full of water is kind of a symbol of kind of—I don't know—it's not really something that's very high end, right? But yet some of the earliest depictions we have of this very common, very essential, everyday item is the fact that it's um you know used in religious worship used in kind of like ceremonial things as well so it's quite funny that it then came to what it is today of course we have a lot of different uh, turns of phrase around the bucket like to kick the bucket i looked up the origin of that phrase and it's actually awful noreen Oh, no. Yeah, it refers to when um, animals were being slaughtered and they'd kind of writhe around as they were dying and kick the buckets in the vicinity. Yeah, it's awful. I'm never going to use that phrase again. (laughs) I didn't realize that's where it came from. Me neither. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to use it either. (laughs) Look at us. Well, ah, that's terrible. It's horrible. It's a horrible phrase. Bucket list comes from the things you want to do before you kick the bucket. So I guess it's still, (laughs) I still don't like that, that phrase at this point in time. Um, but yeah, and of course, one of the world's most famous songs, um, There's a Hole in My Bucket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that originated in Germany in the 1700s, um, and it describes a deadlock situation where the character, Henry, faces problem after problem, all due to a hole in his bucket. Um, he tries to find a solution through his friend Liza's advice, but he is unsuccessful in coming up with a solid plan. Um, and it's really funny, because I actually really like that song, you know, There's a Hole in My Bucket, Dear Liza, Dear Liza. <laughs> um, there's even a, a national hole in my bucket day as well apparently um and yeah the earliest version of the song was from this collection of german songs called wirklich der Butlin. it's a very long word and i can't pronounce it properly and it's the only version that has lisa's name liza's name and then henry's name was added to the the verses as well so they added this like drama in it as well so it's quite um it's quite funny and you think about it, it's like with what shall i mend it dear liza dear liza you know what i mean there's like lots of different ways that mm. people sing the song um but it became super super popular when it was sung by um uh, harry belafonte and odetta holmes so they um and you know harry belafonte you know who like um obviously sings Lots of really cool and popular songs back in the day, but I didn't realize he did a rendition of it as well. Um, but yes, there's lots of different things you can... Um, I think that's quite funny that you have a... Um, there's a whole song about having a hole in your bucket, and it's really withstood the test of time, to be honest, mm. because today it'd be pretty weird if you had a hole in your bucket because your bucket would be plastic. So it's like, you know, why would it have a hole it? in it? Yeah. How did it get a hole in it? <laughs> yes. Um Yes, yeah, so there's lots of that kind of like interesting stuff around um, how the cultural significance of the bucket. Um, I do have a quote that we can end on today as well, actually. Just the one. There was some that I found. When I looked up quotes about buckets, it was just a lot of people, celebrities talking about their bucket list items, which is incredibly boring, if I'm being totally honest. Um, but the one quote I have today is from Sam Walter Foss. And I thought it just, it just really... Just sounded, I don't know, I really loved it. It was, seek not for fresher fonts afar, just drop your bucket where you are.
And um, I thought that was this was a lovely image of, you know, holding a bucket and seeking something, right? And looking for cleaner water, like grass is greener, that kind of idea. And just like, don't keep searching, just drop your bucket where you are and you'll find it. Yeah, and just fill your bucket. And I always like that idea of like filling my cup I thought filling my bucket might be my new turn of phrase. Yes, it's an excellent book. There's a children's book, Have You Filled a Bucket Today? And and that's a very, very lovely book. I really uh, recommend it because everybody's holding an invisible bucket. And when we say nice and kind things to each other, we're filling each other's buckets. But when we do horrible stuff to each other, we're dipping into each other's buckets. But anyway, that's that's a story for another day. Thank you so much, Cruz, for your sharing of buckets. And I look forward to more audio columns with you next week. Thank you so much. See you. Bye.